With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. John Dykes and today in the studio I'm joined by Ewan Martin. This is your fifth appearance on Axom. Ewan, how are you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, just got here in time today because uh, traffic not so good from the west to the east but uh, aye, all good. So you took about three hours to get to a state of mind studio aye, well, from the, well from the noon, you know, get the ferry first and then uh, yeah. This is dedication then. Two and a half hour drive and then I've got the same going home today. So, oh, aye. <laughs> dedication. What I love on match day is uh, on social media, um, you wake up and people have already set off 
and they're coming over from Ireland to watch um, the hoops. It's, it's tremendous. The, the level of dedication is, is incredible uh, that the fans show week in, week out. And today, we will talk about today's game, of course. Uh, we'll also get an opportunity to hear what you your thoughts are, Ewan, about the season so far, because you've not been on yep. since we kicked off uh, the new campaign. Let's have a wee look at the Scottish Premiership table before we start today. Celtic sitting second, virtue of um, us having a game in hand. Of course, Rangers played Hearts earlier on today at Tynecastle and won that game. Um, we are, other than one little blip on a tremendous run of form, um, it took us a whole year virtually without a loss in the league, Ewan. And Ange Postacoglu was talking about that during the week. Um, I don't think, certainly you watch when you're not on the show, you watch A Celtic State of Mind. There wasn't really a knee-jerk reaction from us, but I think, there, you know, you look at social media and there, there, there was a reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's to be expected when you've gone so long without losing a game. I think the, the trouble was, with, with a two weeks to kind of like mull over it mm-hmm. and as the days go by it just grows and grows more, more and more folk have got oh this and that and you just kind of get this kind of weird feeling of oh as a bubble bust but I mean obviously it's not as you say it's a blip but the fact that we didn't have a quick bounce back I think with in the last few days I've seen a few you know like things going on and it's getting a bit more like people panicking a wee bit kind of questioning Angela a little bit I know it's kind of like not too bad but then, as you say, start of the season, we were firing. Yeah. You know what I mean? We were like playing fantastic in the league, scoring tons of goals. And then Europe, Real Madrid, first 45, 55 minutes, we were, were as good as them. Obviously, sadly, we kind of lost the three goals. But then uh, we play uh, Shakhtar. Yes. And we should have beaten them. But this is Champions League. You know what I mean? Away from home. And we're kind of going, oh, we should have won. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, even like under Martin O'Neill, we, we, we can't even get a draw away from home in the Champions League. So that shows you how good we've been. And then, bang, St Mirren. Just a terrible day. Mm. You know I mean, wrong team. I don't know, wrong setup. I think it's the first time Ange has got complacent that day. Because what angered me was the fact that, not, not anger, but disappointed me, was we didn't have a game for two weeks. Why didn't we start with a stronger Sullivan that day and... Uh, Get the three points and then see, you know, then then move forward. This is the thing, and we've seen it season on season. You want to introduce both fringe players to the team and also younger guys. Um, and and again, it's been a big issue, I think, particularly when we were dominating for nine years, that we didn't give many more young players uh, an opportunity and I think the best time to do it and now by the way I understand Ange knows a hell of a lot more about football than me oh, yeah. <laughs> but as a fan I've yeah. always looked at you know these games where you're sitting at three and four nothing up at home Ewan and then you give young young guys a half hour before you start bringing them in to give them their starts in, in similar type games I think when it's a wholesale change I've always been concerned with that. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, when we look back to the Morton game, remember Morton beat us an extra time at right. home? Yeah. Uh, and you look at the wholesale changes we'd made. Yeah, I know we had first-teamers in there, some big, big players in there. We should never have lost a game, but we did. And it's just because there's a rhythm that you've got with the team. And if you remove too many of those players, particularly in, in the engine room in the midfield, then you lose that rhythm. And that looked as though to me, and I shared this with a group uh, during the game, we got it wrong change it. So at half time, that's when I thought we should have made more than a couple of, I thought, you know, wholesale changes, get the midfield sorted and then we'll see how the second half uh, develops from there and progresses from there. We didn't get going. 
even when we made the changes. Yeah, I, I think as well the the fact that the, the defence was all changed for that game. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the balance of the team just kind of because we weren't getting the, you know the fullbacks bombing down the flanks. I, I know they come inverted inside, but. Uh, and then the midfield were stagnant, they were slow, they were, they were taking one or two touches too many. So we weren't doing that normal fast flowing, you know, great football that we've, we've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then, and then that top, that grey strip, I was just like, oh no, come on, this is. Uh, I just, I can I knew, I think everyone knew after like 20, 25 minutes, this game's going the wrong way, isn't it? And that's, and that's before St Mirren scored. The unfortunate thing uh, with jerseys, you know how much I love the old Celtic jerseys and that, Ewan, but sometimes, well, a lot of the time you associate a jersey with a game, a yeah. performance, uh, and that is both good and bad. I mean, when Adidas introduced their first three kits to Celtic, it was at the worst possible time because, you know, we were all geared up for... 10 in a row it didn't happen so you actually forget how good the kits were back then yeah. the, the, the lime jersey that, that harked back to Love Street in 1986 was a classic yeah. but we don't have very good memories of it because of the season and I hope that uh, we can put that right with the, the grey and yellow kit that we wore against St Mirren we're going to run through the teams we've got the teams here but we also want uh, to bring as many of you guys and girls in as possible Mark he actually done a, a wee favour here he's given us the team um, thanks you're watching on YouTube Hart Juranovic Welsh Jens Taylor McGregor O'Reilly Hatate Yota Maeda and Kyogo on the bench we've got Sigrist Haksabanovic Abada Forrest Ralston Moy Abilgard Bernabe and Turnbull and we will run through the team uh, in more detail Mark but thanks for sharing that we've got Christopher coming in Christopher Patterson on the YouTube three points is a must today no slip ups no excuses well again if we were to go to the league table uh, Ewan and have a look at our opponents Motherwell they're sitting in 8th position they've had a managerial change already their last three is a loss a draw and a loss it's not as though we are coming up against the team who are firing on all cylinders but we certainly need to get back to that looking at that midfield let's start off with the midfields that's the strongest midfield we've got and they complement each other don't it's, they? It's the most uh, dynamic you know it's quick flowing football they don't take two touches on the ball they're always passing forward you know and, and, they're, and they're intelligent with, with their play as well as being te- technically really good mm-hmm. so yeah absolutely I mean that's the three I, I still think was it uh, Abelgaard I'm, I'm hoping he gets on today because I, I want to see what he's got because I'm here from what I've heard he's like technically really really good maybe yeah. a Champions League kind of player mm-hmm. I can understand why he started with the three we've got on today, but uh, yeah, that, 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 that midfield's. I think I think the whole team today picks itself. I mean, that that stuff. Obviously, with the defenders out injured, that's my one concern. Is is uh, Welsh at the back? I think at cross balls, he's not the best at defending them. You know, so. Uh, but yeah, apart from that, it's a good team. Quite happy with that team. I think um, there's been a lot of discussions during the week on the Axon Bulletin and elsewhere uh, in and around some of the elements of this. And I'm going to go back to the game that you were here. You joined myself and Lawrence. Uh, last game of the last season against Hearts, I believe it was. Yeah, Hearts 4. Was it 4-1? Yeah. yeah. And um, you made a comment that day. You, you said that you wouldn't be surprised if uh, Turnbull wasn't part of the plans and there was a lot of people come on you and saying you're talking nonsense yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and by the way I've got to say I'm a big fan of David Turnbull I think that he's had a, a, a very much a short a, 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 sorry stop start Celtic career going right back to when he should have signed and he didn't 
Um, and then obviously he didn't get into the team under Neil Lennon until about the October time where he comes in for the game against Lille. But he'd done enough in that season, a very forgettable season for Celtic fans, but he'd done enough to get the Young Player of the Year award in Scotland. Followed that up with Angie's first season where, until injury, he was an ever-present. He was a go-to player for Ange Postecoglou. But I think the, the certainly the performance against St Mirren is not going to help his cause much. I, I think, for me, when I look at everybody being fit, he's an excellent backup. And I'll come back to that when I look at the bench because I think Forrest is an excellent backup and I think Ralston's an excellent backup. That's where I've got David Turnbull. Uh, when I look at that midfield, and McGregor, Hattati, and O'Reilly, he's an excellent backup. Will that be enough for the player, though? Well, see, for me, the thing about... You know, I know he's a good player. He's a gifted player. But I just think for Ange's system, it's a power, pace, quickness. That's not his attributes. I mean, he's, he's, he's not the paciest of players, so he can't really track... He can't cover the ground to, like, you know, like to do the press. Uh, when he's on the ball, he's got that wee kind of pivot turn he does all the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And he also takes, like, one or two touches, looks up. I mean, he is a good player. He can score great goals. But another aspect was his contract. I mean, it was he's coming running down to eighteen months left. That's why I was thinking maybe mm. his time mm-hmm. is oh, sorry, it's either to sell or, or sell a new contract. But I just don't know if he's an Ange type player. And that's that's my good point about Tumble. But I mean, yeah, but as a sub, I'm happy to have him there. Yeah, I mean that was the point you were making. It wasn't so much you had an issue with the player. Yeah, you were looking at the system that had we had watched for a year by that point. And you were thinking, I'm not quite sure he fits in there. Um, I think he's been, as an individual, unlucky in that the type of player we brought in in January um, really kicked on, you know, Hattati and uh, O'Reilly in particular. So to try and break that that midfield up is going to be a very, very difficult task. But then on the flip side, we've got so many games coming up. You would expect them yeah. to get a wee bit more game time as well. 13 games in 40, was it 43 games? 43 days. That's a lot of games. It's huge. It's massive. And um, we get that there is a backlog and it's for uh, matters completely outside of our um, control. However, it is Celtic that we're going to be concentrating on and that is a huge amount of games. There's quite a few comments coming in. Paddy Lavery in the comments every single day, every match day. Great to hear from you. And he's given you and boy a big hail hail. (laughs) <laughs> because it's normally you and Boy Martin who appears with the avatar of um, the King of Kings, Henrik Larson, on the chat. Ian McGon- McMonagall, afternoon boys, great to be back. Hail, hail, it is great to be back talking about Celtic again. Magnet 67 afternoon, Axom team watching live from sunny Doha. Uh, after a wee slip against the buddies and the new clubs win today, this is a must win. Uh, it is, it is, and it is getting to that stage where um, every game is turning into that point when the gap is only a couple of points. Uh, obviously, we had a cushion. We lost it by getting beat 2 nothing. Fuji's Toner, this is a quality top if you want to buy the Shamrock top. And the colour is a lot better. Ewan can tell um, from there. That colour doesn't look like that yeah, on the yeah. screen. It's a much better Shamrock um, as well. You can click on the link underneath uh, axom.net and get yourself a Shamrock jersey. We were so frustrated that the club never released their own version of this. And I know that you can get it from... Um, is it Tops? Uh, was it Tops? I think um, you can get the old jerseys online, etc. But we decided to make our own, and um, it's a it is a cracker. So feel free to support the channel by buying that. Meanwhile, Ewan is wearing a Beatles Stroke Kiss oh, yeah. T-shirt under his uh, Celtic scarf. Just, normally just the two bands I kind of grew up, kind of you know, went to, and it's like in the, like in the, the early eighties, Kiss from Massive, and then. 
The Beatles were obviously before that, but I didn't get into the Beatles till after that. When I hit like eighteen, nineteen, I got into the Beatles big time. So yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, Magnet doesn't think we should wear the grey strip ever again. Yeah, nah, um, I agree. I'm <laughs> not <laughs> horrible. We need to put it right. We need to put it right. It was one of the jerseys when I seen the images of it. I wasn't sure. It didn't it looked more like a kind of training kit? There didn't seem to be much about it. Um, but the more I seen it, and, and JP wore it one week, I thought I quite like that. I like the look of that. But then the Saint Mirren game put a different twist on it yeah. entirely. Um, I mean, you think of the lime green kit of days gone by, and you think of the Sport and Lisbon victory where we brought it back at Celtic Park, and then you think of Love Street, and it becomes an iconic jersey. I just think that grey top looks, as you say, as, as more like a training top. Mm. It didn't look like a proper match day strip. I think that. Uh, Kit designers are looking at different things to, yeah. to try and mix it up. There's been a lot of unusual jerseys down down south, for example, Man City. They just don't look like football shirts. Um, and they're going, obviously, for American styles as well. So we will see. Uh, hopefully, um, we can wear that jersey and win a game. Uh, we were talking about the midfield. Obviously, uh, we've had some tremendous performances by the likes of um, Hatati. Um, whose pass from the Juranovic throw against Real Madrid is shown again and again and again um, on social media and quite rightly so it was a it was a thing of absolute beauty we've got McGregor who's covering the yards who's playing the games thankfully without the face mask and we've got O'Reilly um, who is really making an impression at international level albeit under 21 at the moment Ewan um, still in the picture for a World Cup place uh, but I do get concerns I do have concerns about the fact that um, the vultures are already circling and oh, yeah. O'Reilly's name is getting mentioned by the likes of Newcastle and Leicester. It's a, it's a discussion I had with JP during the week. Um, all season we've been going on about keeping this core that we've got, strengthening again in January. I'll, I'll talk about where you think we should strengthen in January. Um, and already we've got interest and we've got interest in the gaffer. How does it make you feel? Are you concerned or... or or, or does Ange give you a wee bit more confidence that he can keep this team together for at least the rest of this season? Well, Chris, I don't have any fear that Ange would walk out on us, you know, mid-season. Uh, I think he's got much more integrity than a certain previous manager had. Uh, no, I mean, it's, if, if you're doing well and you're doing good, you're also going to get speculation yeah. about, you know, a bigger club. When I say bigger, like from a bigger league, can offer, you know, a better standard of football and bigger wages can come in and, you know, try and turn our heads. And again, well, you've got the Scottish media. They'll just, they love to kind of stoke the fires with us, you know. Uh, all your managers, oh, he's away, is he? Oh, that player's going to go, that player's going to go. But no, I, th- I think, I think Ange's plan, I think... Three, maybe four. I think for lucky he'll stay for four. That's like two more after this season. Right. But I mean, I, th- I think he's got a plan to build a team, keep it together. Uh, but I think once that team starts to break up, I, mm. I think he'll move on. Because I, I think he's got a, a dream to manage in the, the English Premiership. Right. You know, it's a discussion again that we had because uh, Darnold Day done done an interview. I think Darnold Day speaks really, really well, by the way. Um, but you can you can hear the influence on people like Darren O'Day and uh, Fran Alonso when he's speaking as well. You can hear Angie's influence. It's as though uh, they're all kind of singing from the same hymn sheet. There's a mantra and they're following it. Uh, but he was talking about how there's obviously been an issue with the B team and there's been an issue with the um, the, the progression of young players into the first team unit. Yeah, it's been and good enough. Yeah, simply not being good enough. And Ange has had a look at that 
um, and he was overseeing the B team uh, with regards to that being a bridge to the first team. And there was a comment he made about he was overseeing it almost like a director of football. Now, Darnley Day wasn't suggesting that Ange is like a director of football at Celtic, but it brought up that subject again about the future and the fact that I would love him, right, if, if his tenure as a manager ends, and it will eventually end, I would love him to still be here. I mean, how often does that happen now? It doesn't. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are managers who have got a lot to give after their managerial career. I mean, I think O'Neill's a prime example, right? And I know that when they were talking about directors of football and all that, um, a lot of Celtic fans thought, you know, he's had his day. But I just think that with that experience, that level of, um, you know, gravity that he that he has, um, gravitas rather, I just think that, you know, a player, a, a manager like O'Neill, a manager like Postacoglu has another role. He's got more to give beyond the coaching. Um, so... Although I get what you, you're saying, and generally speaking, three years is kind of like your cycle with a manager these days, um, I would much rather he stayed, even if it isn't in the role that he's in at the moment. Well, well I totally would love him to stay, you know, but I just can't I just can't see it. Uh, but I think what he will do, he, he, won't, he won't leave us... If, when the day comes, when he does leave us, he's going to leave us in a, in a really good a good way. Mm-hmm. The structure of the club will be totally transformed. The way the, way the, the B team you know, and the youth system works that'll naturally flow into the first team yeah uh, and, and I think you'll let everyone at the club know the, the structure of when a player's going when a player's contract running down and, and if you know that they're going to be gone in a year or, or six months you've got the guy behind them ready to come in and it's just, and again with Ange it's the system it's, it's not about the players it's the system so if all the players know the system take one of the players out just plug one in and the system will keep fun- you know keep working. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think for that, that's going to be really good. Uh, but yeah, ideal world, Ange would stay for a lot longer. But uh, yeah, I think we should just be thankful and appreciate that he's here now and what he's going. And, and I still think he's going to. I think he's going to make a mark in Europe. I mean, this season maybe, next season definitely. Yeah, the, at the beginning of the season, I was asked that question, and I said just that. I, I said, you know. He's a quick learner, is Ange Postecoglou, and uh, what he's going to be learning in this campaign in the Champions League, he'll take it into next season, hopefully, and make a bigger impression. You're talking there about some of the youth, and uh, I mentioned uh, just the other day there about the fact that Ben Doak, still 16 years of age, and Ben Doak's been named in a list of the top 20 English Premier League talents to look out for. You know, he's on this golden boy list. Um, he's played six games for the under-18s and 19s at Liverpool, scoring three goals, made a big, big impression. And, it, and you know, you look at some of the other players who are in their early 20s or still in their, uh, in their teens who were at Celtic and they've they've left and they're getting first team football elsewhere like Leo held at uh, Leeds United 19 years of age uh, Armstrong Okoflex although he's at West Ham he's on loan at the moment at Swansea he's only 20 Karamoko uh, Dembele 19 and, and he's at Brest and he's playing first team football so it's all about having that bridge from the B team to to the A team. Um, the other one that, that was raised uh, during the week last week to me was the 13-year-old Christopher Atherton who made his debut at 13 for Glenavon two weeks ago, right? He made his debut. They were playing in the Cup. Uh, youngest senior player in British football history. Yeah. But he was at Celtic. He was that Celtic. young man was at Celtic. Yeah. Uh, and you look at that progression or lack of, and I think that's something that Ange was probably surprised at, especially when he had to call on the youth. If you look at the pre-season last year and then the early, obviously, the the, uh, the playoff in Europe to try and get into the, the qualifier in Europe to try and get in to the Champions League, and we had to rely 
on players who weren't ready. Mm-hmm. Young guys who just weren't ready. Um, so that'll be interesting to see over the next few years. Uh, Jungle Lion brings in a really good point. He's uh, concerned that there's no striker on the bench. Um, and that is why another one is needed. Now, the conversation around whether or not Celtic need another striker is something that's cropped up a few times uh, on Axon. I'm of the view that I get that Abada can fill in there and Maeda can fill in and Haxabanovic can fill in there. But the minute you don't have um, Yakimakis or Kyogo or one of them's off form, I start getting concerned because we don't have somebody on the bench, a game changer if you like, as a centre forward. Is that something you'd agree with? Is that something we should be looking at yeah, in, uh, in January? I mean, I, I, that's the one place in the, the, the window just there. I, I was crying out for another striker because to only have two like, recognised proper strikers, as you say, one, one that's injured or, or their form drops, then you, you've got no other options, you know. Uh, and I think as well, now with the defence, losing your two main defenders, all of a sudden you're thinking, are we a set and a half shot as well? Yeah. So, so, so for me, yeah, striker, absolutely 100%. We need another striker. The trouble is, you get a striker of, of, of a certain quality, they don't want to be third in line when you're only playing one striker. So the best option, I would say, is get a, like a 19-year-old who's really good, who, who'll be prepared to maybe wait that one season <laughs> to get a chance. But <laughs> if he gets a chance early, he's a good player to bring in. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think anyway. Yeah. Well, what I'm thinking, looking at this now that the screens have gone a wee bit smaller, is I'm definitely in the chair that should be renamed the Peely Wally chair in the State <laughs> of Mind studio. But I've got to say, you're looking pretty bronzed, even though that camera uh, does turn it up a few shades and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, looking very healthy sitting over there. But we are in the same room with yep. the same lighting, which is tremendous. Um, here's the team if you haven't already seen it. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because of the, the comment by Jungle Line. No, we don't have an out and out striker on the bench. Um, you've already mentioned there the, the concerns about uh, the fact that we've got Welsh and Jens. Regardless of what you think of that as a partnership or of those two players individually, the biggest concern I've got is we have no backup. So we're also in that situation, like you say. And and I mean, I think we were um, in the dark a wee bit about what was happening with uh, Julian. Um, Julian then leaves, we brought a, a player in, in Jens and loan. Uh, but again, a couple of injuries and yeah. you're, you're scratching your head. In an ideal world, when everyone's fit, you think, wow, our score's fantastic, perfect. But then, a couple of injuries, and you know, all of a sudden, you're going to be oh, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, we don't really have any uh, real cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, today, the defence, well, hopefully, because we're at home, Motherwell, they shouldn't have too much to do, you know, defending-wise. And, uh, I mean, to be honest, I think I think today we'll, we'll, we'll breeze it. I mean, <laughs> touch wood. Uh, but, you know, I think today is a great day to bounce back, uh, show the kind of form we showed at the start of the season mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. focus in three or four I, I think if we get an early goal today it could be five or six really open it up yeah hopefully I mean because that's what we need because I mean we've got a big game in Europe coming up midweek and we need that kind of confidence back in the team because mm-hmm. we don't want to go over there uh, and be in a bad kind of like mindset thinking oh we've just blown a couple of games in the league mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so yeah yeah no I think today will be positive the defence is my only worry because I say I think Welsh is very suspect when it comes to cross balls in the box. Mm. Well, the other thing I was going to mention is uh, when you look at that bench, you've got Bernabe, you've got Abilgard, who we've already spoken about uh, briefly, you've got Haxabanovic, who we've seen little cameos, he, but he, he has impressed. Me. He excites me. I, I think when he's fully fit, I, I like his, his power and his pace. Uh, it, it, can be, it can be very direct as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think once he's up to speed, he'll he'll be fighting for a like a, to be a regular starter. Yeah, and, and 
you've got to also remember Abada and Maeda, um, two players again sitting on the bench as uh, Abada today. Maeda starts, but if they're on top form, Jota's on top form, and then Aksabanovic comes into the equation, it gives you the options again. James Forrest, we've mentioned, I think he's a dependable backup, as is, is Tony Ralston. Um, the other the other player I'm going to mention here, because it came up in conversation yesterday when Laura was um, hosting the Axon Bulletin, and it was around uh, some comments that have been made about Edigucci and his future at Celtic, because he's almost the forgotten man, you know, when we're you, talking you about the airports. You, you do, <laughs> you do. Um, we covered that game the night he was injured against Alawa. He's never really got uh, back in. I've seen him in the pre-season and he looked sharp and then yeah, he gets yeah. injured again, you know? I think, I think what we heard midweek there on, on the show was uh, asking, is he injury prone? I don't think he is, because when you look at the two injuries, the first one was a horrific tackle. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was a, as an accidental, he got a really bad leg uh, leg leg gash in training. Yeah. So it's not like he's pulling up himself now, you know, like, like a like, oh, a, like a niggly muscle, muscle or a niggly, yeah. or yeah. A niggly injury. Yeah. It's been two very unlucky injuries. Mm-hmm. And at a time when he's come into the team, when the team's flying right now, yeah, I think he's just been very very unlucky. Yeah, he, he has, you know. And I think I, I go back to to Liam uh, because for me, Liam Carrigan is based in Japan. He's been watching all four of the players that we've brought in mm-hmm. um, and he's been watching them at close quarters. So he's been talking, he, he, he holds Maeda in very, very um, high esteem as well, but he has been talking about Idiguchi and says that, uh, you know, the form he was shown in Japan would have put him on a level with Hitati. Mm-hmm. Different types of players, Ewan. And that's the one view that I'm holding on to now. I'm gripping on to that because I think to myself, he might be the, the kind of forgotten player at the moment, but we might be in for a treat if and when we can get him fit. I, I, th- I mean, Ange very rarely gets a signing wrong, as, as, as we've seen. Ange wouldn't bring the guy from Australia, I mean, Australia, yeah, Japan, all, all the way across here, and not give him a chance in the team because he's barely played. So it's, we've not had a chance to see what he's got. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think once once he, uh, I think I think in this stretch of games, I think Ange will use him wisely. You know, bring him on like sixty minutes into a game when we're maybe comfortable. Give him the game time, get his confidence up, and uh, yeah, I, I think he's. Yeah, I think he may surprise people like what he's got to offer. I hope hopefully, so. Hopefully, I hope so. Yeah, we are nearing uh, kickoff time, so I understand when people start dropping off to get uh, tuned in and Should get done. themselves a wee cold uh, refreshment, etc. Well, uh, I, can't even, I can't even have a beer because I have to drive all the way home today. I know there's <laughs> beer in that fridge as well out there. No, Ewan. Know. Um, wherever you are on the globe, I hope you do enjoy today's show and today's game. Ewan has already said that you're pretty confident you can see it maybe being four or five um, Jim Moore spoke about that yesterday you, you win this game by let's say three or four goals and then you're back to as confident and as buoyant as we were a couple of weeks ago exactly yeah you know it kind of washes away uh, the memory almost of, of St Mirren because these games do happen from time to time we do expect them um, to come along it's never easy when they do come along if I'm going to give you uh, my Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. 
As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Predicted score, I would say 3-1, because I do think that uh, we, we do have a bit of a, uh, an issue at centre-half at the moment when it's Jens and Welsh, and it's nothing against either of the two players. I just think you take Cameron Carter-Vickers out of that defence and any of the other permutations are going to be weaker. Of course they are. And I, and I would probably be concerned with any of the other three marrying up with each other without Carter-Vickers. I think it's maybe kind of, kind of shown now that Carter-Vickers is maybe one of the most important players, along with McGregor and probably Joe Hart. Those three, that's kind of like your spine that we just can't do without. You know, so when you lose that part of that spine and and Carter, Carter Vickers, and I think today Motherwell's tactic, I, I think they they've obviously watched the same Mirren game and mm-hmm. seen we, we, we lost two goals from two balls crossing the box, simple as that. Yeah, nothing nothing fancy. We struggled, and that's and again going back to the Welsh. I mean, Welsh is a good young player. He's he's good to the ball at his feet. He's good at coming out, but it's just that basic defending cross balls. You know, uh, so. You might be right, we might lose a goal today because I think Motherwell are going to attack that against us, you know, get the ball in the box. And uh, But I think up front, going forward, we'll far too much for them. Well, I, I agree with that. I think we can carve them open. Uh, Ryan Kelly, my sound is not working for Celtic TV. Might have to switch to the away uh, sides one for sound. Well, you know, we would have given you commentary, but we tried that in the first season and we did the live streams and it was pretty clear that we were running behind. People yeah, were texting us, telling us, about, <laughs> yeah. telling us about goals. <laughs> and we were watching live on Celtic TV at the time because everybody was uh, in lockdown. Uh, so yes, enjoy the game. If you do want one of these Shamrock jerseys, click on the link underneath the video description. If you want to support the channel in our quest for a fifth football content award down in Manchester this year, again, Click on the link underneath. Natasha's also in there for best in women's football. We're up for the best in video creation. Uh, we do appreciate all your support time and time again. So thank you very much for all of that. And we will be announcing a few things very, very soon. One of which will be who is going to be the guest. I wonder who's going to be the guest at Gracie's in January. Uh, the special guest will be announced officially on Monday. Enjoy the game and we'll see you at halftime. Hail, hail. Come on. The uh, Celtic won, Motherwell won. You uh, and Martin, we watched that uh, game there in the first half. Uh, we were under absolutely no real, no real pressure. There was a couple of wee moments I think yeah. where we thought, oh, we could have done better there, and then all of a sudden we lose that goal. We did say at the beginning of the game there, there could be a goal in this for Motherwell, and so it proved. Let's not just focus on that, though. Let's talk about the first half. Um, what was your thoughts? Obviously, it's going to be affected by Juranovic's OG. But what was your thoughts up to that point? Well, I think we kind of started slowly. Uh, but once we got that first goal, we kind of back into what, what you expect, cruise control, creating chances. I mean, we had two fantastic chances, at least, to, 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 to score, to go two up, maybe three up. Score them, it's a different game, you know. It's cruise control. Uh, Mac- the McGregor miss was that's uh, a bad miss. Iranovich was a fantastic free kick, but the goal we lost. I mean, it was just schoolboy stuff, wasn't it? I mean, it's it was, we chipping at the box and uh, oh, nah, I'm not happy with that at all. Uh, who to blame for that? I mean, I, I would actually say Hart was at fault because Hart should have been on his line. 
you know, Juranovic is thinking, okay, I'm going to just chest it back to the keeper, easy as. Hart's running out, <laughs> to, you know, to the side. I don't know why he's doing that. No. You know, so, yeah. yeah so, yeah, so, again, we should have been cruising, but we're not. Well, you're talking about Hart. I'm going to bring up a, a comment here from Danielle, who regularly uh, comments on the YouTube stream. Welcome to the show. Time to give Seagrass the chance. Now, this was a, a point of discussion that came up during the week, mainly in the comment section, talking about Joe Hart and the fact that um, maybe there was a, an argument to suggest that Seagrass should come in. Now, I'm going to focus on the goal because we had a chat about it there and, and we watched it back. I really don't know where Joe Hart's going. Right, so the ball is lobbed in. It's it's a a, a ball that should be dealt with, no problem by our defence, right? And I'm looking at Juranovic. He's really got two options. He can just header it and try and get a wee bit of distance in it, right? But he's headering it into kind of no man's land. We're going to have to win the second ball. So he's decided for me to do the right thing. Just let the ball hit him. So he's not put any kind of pace on it. Just let the ball cushion into his chest and he's the, he's, he's goalkeeper you would have expected would have been standing in I position. Yep. But when you watch it back, particularly from behind the goals, Ewan, Joe Hart's making his way. He's already bypassed Juranovic's uh, I, I, position. I, yeah. <laughs> Where's he going? So what's he expecting Juranovic to do? Is he expecting him just to duck and leave it? That's that's just the crazy thing. I mean, when you, when you first look, look at it, you think, who's at fault? And then when you watch it back a couple of times, you're thinking... Hart's got to stay in his line. I mean, Hart's got to stay. The ball's, he must see the ball's dropping towards uh, Juranovic. There's no one near uh, Juranovic. So Juranovic is either, you say, header it wide, or he's going to maybe try and control it and turn, or, or do the other thing, which he did, just chest it back to the keeper. Yeah. Expecting Hart to be on, on, on his goal line. Mm-hmm. So, it's just crazy. Crazy decision. A crazy goal to lose in a game where we're cruising. And now it's maybe going to be a very difficult second half because uh, the Colvin is. We don't look. We're not playing great. I mean, as I say, we, we had chances to score a, a few more goals, but we're, we're certainly not playing fantastic football. I'll, I'll have a look at some of the the chances that we did have, um, and some of the comments that are coming in. Let's discuss those as well. Paul Cockwell, not great boys. I, I agree with that. Um, and Magnet comes in, still not firing on all cylinders, which I think Ewan was saying there. We're now sitting at one each, um, and you know Motherwell haven't been great. Let's be honest, it's not as though they've carved us open time no. and time again, Ewan. It was one of the passes, just a wee dink into the box. Easy to deal with, let's be honest. And I think when Juranovic lets it, you know, bounce off his chest like that, that's in keeping with what Ange Postercoglu does. Keep possession of the ball. Um, don't just fire it into space. Don't just try and clear it. He's just knocking it back to the goalie. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not going to blame Juranovic here, but some... Some people watching that first half probably uh, would disagree. So I'm going to bring up this comment here from Steve O'Matt. Another limp 45 minutes again from Celtic. Totally agree with that. No problem with that comment. Juranovic a mile off it once again. Now, we'll talk about that for a moment because I don't think he had a bad game in the first half. No, I, I, I can't agree with that comment. I mean, I, I, as, as we've just discussed, uh, that's not Juranovic's fault. Uh, I think this season Juranovic has been outstanding mm-hmm. uh, the, the, his pace and energy driving down down that right side you mean alright one or two mistakes here and there but every player makes one or two mistakes you know they might lose a ball here or there but no I, I, don't, I don't think Juranovic has been poor at all uh, I mean it's free kick <laughs> that was what, what a shot that was yeah. an inch from a, a great goal 
Uh, I, I think today Joe Hart. I mean, I think not just the goal there, but there was two or three other times. Right after it, ah, he, was, he was flapping he about. He was ponderous. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, the Motherwell player gets too close to him, I mean, then I, his pass I mean, is poor. I've been a big fan of Hart. He's done great, but today he's definitely today and against St Mirren uh, two weeks ago, he's certainly not done himself any. You know, I mean, he's, he's not done himself any, any good. No, now I'm not um, saying Steve O'Mac come in and we're just going to uh, ridicule your comment. Absolutely not. What I would say about Juranovic is um, the other moments of the game that stood out for me was the strike from the free kick, which was excellent. He strikes the bar. Near the end of the first half, he gets himself in a really good uh, position and it goes over. Uh, But in the first 15 minutes, he also, it was his movement and his cross that um, created a chance for Maeda, who unfortunately didn't get on the end of it. So I I think the issue was uh, perhaps that there's a commanding um, voice missing at the back for for Celtic at the moment in Cameron Carter-Vickers mm-hmm. and when he's missing you are looking on Joe Hart to be the guy that, that steps up because you've got a, a partnership there in Jens and Welsh who have barely played together and you, you need the goalkeeper to be the commanding figure there I think the, the half as well it's, I'm not trying to go in Welsh but I think it's shown for, for those cross balls he just doesn't I don't know why, but he just doesn't seem to jump very well or command it or, or, or he's in the wrong position. Uh, with Cameron Vickers not being there, uh, is that affecting Joe Hart? Because when, when, when Cameron Carter Vickers is playing, because it's the last two games, Samaritan today, we don't have him in, a, in that pivotal role in defence and Joe Hart's had two bad games so far. Is that any coincidence? I think that his influence is just really, really big huge. on our team. Yeah, it's and massive. And it's It really is showing. And it's at that point that uh, you look at Joe Hart with the experience, the wealth of experience that he has, to just step up. Because you've got Welsh there, though, although he's been in the in and around the first team. Uh, now, this is it, like his, his third season in and around the first team. And, you know, he had a... He even had an appearance four seasons ago. Um, I still look upon him in terms of the game time that he's had. Uh, first team experience, not massive. Jens just came into the club. You need Hart to be that man. You need him to be the rock at the back. Uh, and I don't think he's done it today or against St Mirren. Mick, Joe Hart, not got a voice. That's the issue. He needs to know. Juranovic needs to know. Right. If Hart's moving out of that that position where everybody would expect him to be, Juranovic needs to know about it. And Joe yeah, Fulham. Call, call for it. Yeah, need to get out of this slump. Well, what I would say, Joe, is I still think that my prediction at the beginning of the game will come to fruition. We did say we'd, we'd uh, lose a goal. So we'll lose a goal. <laughs> so we did, because we, we, we kind of know at the back, without the, the, the defence pairing there, mm-hmm. we are a bit uh, shaky. So I think the one point, and again, I've stood up for well so much uh, on a Celtic state of mind, and I'm not writing them off, but there's a few occasions there, Ewan, where the ball comes in and it seems to be like a bread and butter ball for a centre-half to go and attack. And it always seems to, A, get beat to the ball, but he's, he's way off it. It's almost as if he leads with his hands rather than with his head a lot of the time. Do you know who he reminds me of? Uh, uh, Derek White back in the day. Remember mm. Derek White back yep. in the, 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 the late 80s? Very Derek similar. White had a tan no no far off yours to be fair <laughs> <laughs> uh, no no so I mean because when I remember back in the day with Derek White we used to always call him uh, Danger Ball because he does play these balls was, oh my god he's going to do something silly uh, wasn't it Derek White though we were talking about the Partizan Belgrade game the 5-4 game at Celtic Park was it no Whitey that lost the ball 
for their fourth goal. I was in the jungle that day, and that, that was one of the strangest games. I know we're going to kind of go off kilt here, but uh, <laughs> but that was one of the most strangest up and down games ever, and it was the, one of the worst feelings at full time. Tell you that much. <laughs> I know. Try to figure out if we've gone through, and then realising no, we haven't actually. No, well, we well, I knew. I mean, I knew when that goal went in, that was us out. You know, so I knew straight away. And thing was in the jungle the, the, when the cross came in. You seen before the, the, the before the guy you know, headed it in the back of the net. You, you, you seen it coming. It was just it was a, it was the most sinking feeling ever. Really, really, really was. It was, and yeah. uh, you know, you've mentioned big day, right? that. That's my criticism of Welsh. I just think that when the ball's coming in, he doesn't lead with his head, and um, he's get he, he's getting beat uh, physically too too often as well. And I know that. Um, he's won a few free kicks but I think he's been targeted on the, the physical yeah, uh, basis uh, without a doubt Kevin Porter poor 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 need to step up in the second half listen I think we will and Daniel comes in Daniel Rowe welcome to the show uh, we've been unlucky with it in the post yeah I totally agree with that there's another couple of chances as well great possession in the first half boys came out to play it could very well be 3-1 I'm sticking to 3-1 uh, as the final the full time score um, so more comments welcome where has it gone wrong in that first half what can we do to improve it do you make any kind of changes at half time Joe Porter welcome back to the show Joe CCV is a ma- is massive for Celtic massive loss he's yeah. a huge loss it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the game you and uh, January we will strengthen in January we need to get a centre half in we need to get a centre forward in yeah yeah. now the, the thing with that is uh, you bring them in and I don't think you're going to get a better centre half than Carter Vickers or a better striker than Kyogo. Um, th- th- you know, better than what we've already got. But I think what we need to to have is that backup option because that central defensive partnership for me um, has been targeted by a team who are sitting eighth yeah. in the league. You, you can't see when your back line is not right and it's weak and it's, it's vulnerable. Then also your, your the front part of the team gets affected. Uh, and, and this is what's happened today and against St Mirren you know this, again going back to Car- Carmen Carter-Vickers being missing it's just massive it really is it just, it just shows you how good a player he is and, and how important he is uh, I just hope second half we kind of I think Ange might make a change but at half time uh, I don't think Maeda's done that much uh, again O'Reilly's been quiet as well I think so O'Reilly has been quiet um, there's a few criticisms of the midfield that was the the for me, the strongest part of the team, uh, when you've seen the starting lineup, midfield needs a lift, says Sean O'Sullivan, uh, giving the ball away too often. There was a few occasions where Carl McGregor done what Carl McGregor does, where he's, he seems well, to grab the, the game. Opening goal, wasn't it? Yeah, grabs the game by the scuff of the neck. Uh, but he had a great chance. He had a great chance. And one thing that we've got used to with Callum, um, from distance, he seems to have this knack of placing the ball in the back of the net, you know, at pace. It's not as if he yeah. puts his laces through it. That was all over the place and, and it's gone high and wide. He should have buried that. I mean, he got his body shape all wrong. Just, uh, you know, leaning back. But, uh, yeah, that goes in. Dif- different game. I mean, again, we could be three up, four up, half time, cruising, praising how good we are. But not. See the thing, right? And I've got to, I've got to bring this up from Marquis. Um, I expected Juranovic to duck out the way after a shoot from Hart. We've, we've lost the goal and we're disappointed so at half time naturally we're thinking who's responsible it's a blame game right so we're talking about Hart but we don't actually know if there was a shout and I think that's key to figuring out where that all went wrong but, but to that point there the theory the theory behind that is if, if Juranovic ducks again that's Hart should be on his line to collect it but Hart's, Hart's he, he's ran away he's, he's running it to the side so I, I don't know what's going through Hart's mind 
Yeah, even, I mean, yeah. even when it happens, uh, you're thinking Yaris he can still... Left it yeah. And it would go to Hart if Hart stayed on his line. Uh, but he didn't. Uh, so... Uh, I know it's easy to say, oh, I, maybe your amateur shouldn't have touched it, but I, I, I just think I remember saying that's, that's Joe Hart's, that's, that's his error that's cost us that goal. Yeah, and there's yeah. also a discussion in the comments section around Jota's um, form. And I've got, I tend to agree with Jack. I think Jota, over, overall, this season has been very, very good. Uh, he's been quiet in a couple of games. But he is the kind of player that you're looking to in the second half to make the difference, to get that breakthrough again, Ewan. Mm-hmm. The trouble is, when you have a bad defeat and then you're struggling a wee bit half-time, people start pointing pick fingers. Who's fault? Who's, who's to blame? So, so a lot of people, get, you know, you pick on players. You, you want to say, it's, he's at fault, he's at fault. Uh, I think generally, that it's, I, I just go back to the fact that at the back, we're not stable at the back, and that's affecting the whole team. Yeah, um, so. yeah it definitely is. Uh, Pry comes in carrying on from last game. Is Carter Vickers so crucial? He is. Absolutely. He definitely is. And I think even last season, you, you know, the partnership he formed with Starfelt was the best in Scotland. Um, even though Starfelt's playing out of position in terms of the side that he's playing, he's playing on the left, he's right footed, he's not as comfortable on the left. Despite all that, we still had the best defensive record in the league. Um, and I think there was two elements. The first one was. In the previous season, we didn't have a, a, a bona fide number one. We didn't know who the best goalie was because we had three goalkeepers all getting a shot at the jersey. This season round, Joe Hart, number one, absolute stick on, uh, last season rather. And we had that partnership, you know, with Starfield and Cameron Vickers that very quickly started um, uh, creating this this backline that for me was solid. We've, we've been missing that over the last couple of weeks. So yeah, Carter Vickers is a big part, but let's not forget that Starfield's a big part of that as well. And I know he comes in for a bit of criticism. Um, so it's no one of those ones where they become better the you know the, the longer they're out, you and The um, only good point is that Andrew's kind of hinted that uh, Cameron Carter Vickers is not too far away from coming back, thankfully. Yeah, thank, thank goodness for that on yeah. that showing. Let's get an early goal. Let's get back on it. And uh, we will join you at full time. Thanks everybody for getting involved in the chat. Um, we will disagree. That's what it's all about. But we won't fall out. And exactly. thank you yeah. once Good. again, you and Martin, for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Welcome back to a Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes. And today, for the fifth time, I'm joined by you and Martin. Now, remind me, Ewan, have we ever been beaten since you've been in this studio? No. 100%. This is my fourth live game and four wins. So four wins and four. But I tell you what, <laughs> that was a nervy second half. That that, that was awful. It I mean, was very let's, nervy. Let's, let's, let's be honest, it was terrible football. We'll Plains. strip it. We'll strip the bones off it, right? We'll strip the meat off the bones even. Um, first thing I'm going to say, right, is Callum McGregor's my man of the match because I think he'd done a lot right in that game. Um, but... That decision he made near the end of the game to take a red with two minutes to go was brave, but it was absolutely essential that he did that. Yeah, absolutely. It was essential, Ewan. And I think that as the captain, right, taking one for the team, that that's the epitome of that. Mm-hmm. Two minutes to go, taking a red. Yeah, I know he's going to miss a game. He's going to be suspended, but he had to do it. So let's talk about that first because on the 88th minute, we almost threw it away. Oh. Jens to Hatate, loose ball, McGregor left with absolutely no option. What's your thoughts? Well, especially that second half, the story of loose balls giving the ball away, allowing Mollywell to come at us. Uh, but yeah, but that chance with McGregor, he, 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 he no option. And you had to do it. 
the only positive spin I can put on it, at least at least now McGregor will get a, a, a one game rest. It's about the only time he's going to get a rest. Then. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but honestly, yeah, we had chances to score more than the two. Yeah, but but let's be let's let's get real. That was a terrible second half. It really yeah, was. It was. It was a terrible second half. And I think Joe comes in. Yeah, you're right, Joe. Three points in the bag, and we will get to a stage of the season uh, where you know you would scrape a three three points and be happy with it. I just think that. Following on from that poor performance against St Mirren, that's two bad performances back to back there. And um, we will have to look at some of the potential reasons for it. I mean, Carter Vickers we spoke about, but there are, there's other areas of that park that have to be better. David Boyle, we may have won, but that was an absolute shocker, says David. Turnbull was a bomb scare coming on, and we've got to start questioning why Abada has been subbed for, or snubbed rather, for Maeda, who has shown nothing. Let's break that down then. I don't disagree it was a shocker. I don't want to pinpoint individuals, but when things aren't going right, you start to look at the reasons why. And by the way, I don't think Turnbull's anywhere near um, the the reason that we didn't perform better today. I think the defence is, is a big, big issue. And I think also the midfield that, you know, we've been lauding for weeks and weeks, that, that trio in the midfield, weren't at it today, Ewan. Yeah, well, we said before the, the subs were made that the two players that, that, that we said together would, would change was uh, O'Reilly and uh, Hitati. Uh, sorry, uh, Maeda. Uh, because they, they, were, they were giving nothing to the team. Uh, but the biggest problem today, from start right through that second half, was the, the, the two guys in the middle of the park at the back. They were just... I mean... Just their, their distribution with the ball was really poor. The, the, they, were, they were getting skinned. I mean, again, we're going about Welsh's physical presence. He was getting bullied. You know, he was, he was easily getting pushed off the ball. And I think when, when, when at the back, when you lose that composure, that that control, it affects the whole team. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think today, I think the players, you said Carl McGregor, man of the match, I think apart from that, I think Juranovic, especially in the second half, I thought he was the one guy who's getting a right good go. Yeah. I thought he yeah. was... Uh, considering how badly we played, he was he was maybe pass marks with, with McGregor. Uh, there was a few passengers out there today uh, and uh, aye, horrible, horrible second half. But we won. We're back top of the league where we belong and we hopefully we'll, we'll stay. Uh, as you said, Paul, before the June second half, you learn a lot in games like this about mm-hmm. certain players and mm-hmm. I think today we've learned a bit about a few players who are they up up, up for the, the challenge or are they good enough for when games are tight or games are scrappy yeah but uh, aye. yeah I think you're right and, and what we'll do right is uh, yeah we take the three points and you let Ange figure out what's wrong but we, we will look at things that we've maybe highlighted in that 90 minutes there the St Mirren game was horrible and Stephen Sloan comes in to say that uh, that was an ugly win woeful pass and Kyogo should have had three I'll come back to that actually because we've been talking about uh, the clinical nature of uh, having to be clinical in the Champions League and how we haven't been clinical but that's now crept into the domestic games unfortunately Hart not convincing we'll come back to him as well Stephen Jensen Welsh not good enough don't think anyone gets a pass mark right let's start at the back then right you've mentioned Joe Hart there was a few issues with Joe Hart, right? Um, yeah. The, the goal. We'll start off with the goal, right? Um, I agree with you. I think Juranovic never hid today. He was always, always shown for the ball. He gave us an outlet down the right that Greg Taylor didn't give us down the left. 
could have had a hat trick. <laughs> yeah, could have had that. Yeah. Two very good uh, chances, and they struck one off the bar as well. So he certainly could have had a hat trick. Um, so I'm loath to actually blame him, and for the goal, I mean, Joe Hart will have gone on for as long as he's been here about the difference he's made to Celtic, and this isn't knee jerk. I'm, I'm looking at his performance today. I, I think today could, could could have been his worst. Mm-hmm. In a Celtic jersey, I, th- I thought he was atrocious in that second half as well. There's a couple of moments that, that there was a bizarre situation. That, yeah, the one when he falls down. And, right. Uh, thankfully, Mollywell couldn't hit the ball into a, uh, an empty net because I mean, he, he makes a, a he, he just mucks up the, the coming out to catch it. He drops it, and then he kind of he kind of hits his head a wee bit off the guy's body, and then he just kind of lies on the ground pretending he's not out cold. But I think he was just playing the ref a wee bit to try and get 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 the game stopped. There's two issues with this. There's two issues. The first one is Joe Hart completely fluffed at that yeah. that ball, right? And had he not done that, there isn't a situation. Uh, what leads on from that, though, creates a, a couple of issues. And the, the first one is we don't know the extent of that contact with the guy's elbow. The guy's rubbing his head, right? It's not deliberate, but there's a collision. And Joe Hart hits the deck and he's poleaxed. He's, he's, he's out. It looks as though it's serious. Um, and if it is serious, and it looks as though it is, because he's he's motionless, Beaton's got to stop. He's got to stop the game. It's 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 a knock to the head, regardless of how uh, serious it turns out to be. Mm. He's got to stop the game, but it allows Motherwell to play on, and they fluff their lines. So then you start thinking, well, how serious was that? Because you know he's fluffed his lines there, has his Joe Hart, yeah. and he stayed down. You know, um, hopefully he's all right. He seemed okay, and he finished the game. He's, he's not been convincing today, Ewan, and it's started filtering into the comments. People I, are again, questioning I, it. Yeah, again, I, I go back to the... I, I think the fact that the two guys in front of him have been, the last two games, have been awful. I mean, you've got two guys who are all over the place, you lose confidence, the whole team loses confidence, and it's huge. I mean, the last second half, every mistake, every, everything broke down was when we had the ball coming out from the back how many times did we hit the ball out wide or give it away to, to an opposing player or the, 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 our position was wrong where we're leaving gaps I, I just thought they were the, the, the two guys at the back I mean I'd give them both three, three out of ten today I, I thought they were both terrible and they get a lot of the ball this yeah, is the yeah, thing must, particularly yeah. Welsh yeah. he's on the ball a hell of a lot um, I've, I've been for me, I praised his distribution time and time again and, uh, you know, the range of passing and things like that. But see today, and this, this might seem a bit basic, I actually think that the, the physicality um, didn't suit him. There was, a, there was a situation where he was put under pressure by Lewis Moult and I was surprised at the decision the ref gave because I almost thought to myself, to Stephen Welsh, don't give John Beaton a decision to make because it won't go Celtic's way. And it did. And I was delighted that it did because we were exposed at the exactly. back at that moment. Yeah. And it comes down to the physicality, you And for me, you can't be a player in, in this type of environment in Scottish football without having that aggression. And I don't know if I can see it in Stephen Welsh yet. No. And that's a concern for me. Now, when he's playing alongside Carter Vickers, I think Carter Vickers can pull people's performance levels up a, a fair bit. Um, and you don't see it as much. But when he's more exposed uh, in a defence alongside Jens then I start, I start to worry. And I'm looking ahead now to Wednesday night's game and um, I just hope, I don't know what the, the latest update has been from Ange Postecoglou, but I hope that Carter Vickers is back for that game because I'm not confident with that pairing. No, no, I mean, it, it would scare the hell out of me if them two start on Wednesday, honestly. I mean, 
the, the chances Mollywell had had today, they could have scored a good few more. A team, and I know uh, Leipzig aren't playing great, but my God, they, they're a much higher quality team than uh, Mollywell and playing in their backyard. The thought of Welsh and uh, Jens together, that's not a nice thought. It does concern me. Yeah. I, my, my view on, on Welsh isn't one that's born out of thinking every player you need to sign or play as it has to be a marquee signing, a big name. It's nothing to do with the fact he's come through the ranks and he's maybe uh, this unfashionable player. Um, I, I do like him. I just I don't see a partnership there with Jens that fills me with confidence for Leipzig on Wednesday night. Like you say, we are stepping up a, a completely to a completely different level um, and I hope that Carter Vickers is back for that I also don't want this to turn into one of those post-matches where it's all negative so yeah we, yeah we have won the game we will be looking at the absolute genius that is Hatati. but I'm going to bring in this this point from uh, Bohid Bob <laughs> and uh, flogging clearly knackered players when he has subs to play has to take part of the blame of the Hatati Callum debacle Um been saying for years we need to find a way to rest them but come on well the thing for me with that is yeah we do have a lot of players in our squad who travel um, and play international football when others are able to get a break Um, and we all know how much football Callum McGregor has played I think that situation there wasn't down certainly to um, Callum McGregor needing a rest. I think Callum McGregor was switched on. The ball that was played to him was poor right. by Hatati, and he's made a decision knowing that Beaton couldn't get that red card out fast enough. It's always going to be a sending off. So I'm then looking at Hatati and thinking, well, does he really need a rest? I mean, yeah, I know he spoke about fatigue at the end of last season, Ewan, but um, at that stage of the game, that's just a slack pass, and he shouldn't be giving a, a ball away. I'll need to look back at the ball that he took from, from Jens. Was it... Was it a poor ball that he took from Jens? I know there was someone right behind him and he's probably, you know, Is this the one panicked. when uh, plays it to McGregor but it's for, for, for the, the red card, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I can't really remember. It just The uh, ball definitely comes in from Jens and I'm just wondering, is it one of the suicide passes where... Uh, it was a good chance, a good chance. I just remember, I mean, perhaps Hattati was under pressure as well when he got the ball and he, he thought, I'll have to play it back. And he, again, it was another... Poor ball. Actually, when you see when he, when he uh, played the ball to and McGregor had to take the guy down. If you if you if you watch Joe Hart, what's he doing? He's like he's a mile out in, in, in no man's land. Mm-hmm. You know. So thank God uh, McGregor did take him out because if if he hadn't, the Motherwell player would have had an open goal just to hit, you know just to tap the ball into. Because I say uh, Joe Hart was. I don't know what he was doing again there. No, you're right. Brown Warrior comes in to talk about um, a Celtic underange without McGregor and how that is going to be working out as well. It will be it certainly will be interesting. There's also a lot of people talking about the performance of Joe Hart. We've we've spoken about it. The concern um, that today more than anything raises about Hart. We spoke about is he commanding enough when Saint Mirren beat us two nothing in Paisley. It was he commanding enough. Um, and then others are, are maybe saying, well, let's not have a knee-jerk reaction here. The guy's been great for over a year. Absolutely. But um, there is often cycles of form and consistency. And, and if your goalkeeper um, isn't playing that well, and that's creeping into a defence that is a wee bit fractured by the fact that they've never really played together, um, then you're given the dilemma, you and Do you make a change? I mean, that would be a bold move on Wednesday night. I, I, I don't think Andrew. Will. Uh, I, I think no, I can't see. You let him play it, play it out, and get over it I, I within get, the game. I, I just go back to the fact that I think it's a simple scenario of. I think uh, 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 Joe Hart likes to have a, a commanding defender 
who he, he can trust and understand, which he has with Cameron Carter Vickers. <laughs> Take that away. All of a sudden, Joe Hart looks a bit lost. He, he looks a bit uncomfortable. He mm. doesn't know to come or to go or whatever because he's, he's obviously not uh, communicating with either Welsh or, or, or gents. You know, so I can't highlight enough how big an issue is losing a guy like Cameron Carter Vickers. And sadly, again, it shows uh, Jens and, uh, and Welsh are they good enough? Well, what I would say is we need to make a decision um, on both of them because you've got Jens coming at, um, in a, on a loan basis with a, an option to buy at the end of the season. So he's basically uh, he's on probation yeah. from now until the end of the season. And then you've got Welsh, and it's quite curious that um, you know we've been in a situation twice with Welsh over two different transfer windows where there's been an opportunity for him to move on. And we've kept him. And that shows that there must be some kind of level of belief in the player by the gaffer. Or was Ange Postecoglou not in a good position to let another defender go? I think it's maybe a fact that we're kind of tight at the back. Couldn't really let someone go. I mean, because we, we knew Julian was getting, was for, for the off. So, so we really couldn't afford to lose two at one time. Uh, we also didn't have someone to come in to, to fill that gap. Yeah. Yep. I, th- I think it's definitely shown today in the game, especially against St Mirren, that these two guys at the back are not good enough by a mile. And I, I, it, it, just, it destroys the whole Ange ball system, you know, because the b- big part of the way we play is from the back. We play from the back, coming forward. If you're two back guys who've got a lot of, a lot of the ball can't do that, then, then then the whole team won't work. The system doesn't work. So so that's, so yeah, that that's the big worry and hopefully, fingers crossed, Carmen Carter Vickers is back for Wednesday because if not, I feel the worst for that one. You do, you get concerned yep. um, if he's not on the team. Daniel Rowe, welcome back. Good and bad there from Hatati. Beautiful strike, but he totally put Kalmak in a bad position to get the red card with that pass at the end. Still three points, which I'll take any way we can get. I think, looking at the comments, that most people are blaming Hatati for that. Uh, and yeah... You might say it's not about blame, it's a collective responsibility, but you try and look at ways that you can tweak that team. And as you said earlier on, when you come away with a win and you've not played that well, you can learn a thing or two about players. Uh, The one thing that I'm taking from Welsh's performance is the fact that um, the physicality didn't seem to suit him. He needs to become more aggressive. He needs to attack uh, far more cross balls, um, lead him with his head, not with his arm, because he seems to do that and he's off balance. He's never going to win the ball. But I also saw... And Greg Taylor today, a couple of occasions where he was he was basically um, bullied off the ball, and that's something that you know Taylor has gone through this season without any criticism whatsoever on Axon certainly. Um, but today, I don't think he was at his best either, Ewan. No, he's, he's, a, he's a small wee guy, isn't he? He's not got that physicality. I mean, Juranovic isn't big, but he's he's powerful. He's, he's got pace and power, and that's one thing uh, Greg Taylor lacks. I mean, Greg Greg Taylor's got heart commitment. It gives that hundred percent every week, but I think games where it's tight and it's, it's a bit of a battle, you know, that's when he can kind of like when Celtic's flown, you know, the team's playing well, everyone's do, doing their job right, yeah, everyone looks good. But when you get games like today, St. Mirren, when it's awkward, it's difficult, you know, it's you've got to really show up. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying Greg Taylor was was like one of the bad players today. I think. The team in general were poor today again, which is a bit, bit of a concern. I'm going to bring this up because there's a lot of people talking about the fact that um, that here we go. Here's one of them. It's a six nothing turning into a two one. Are we only talking about these issues because we're not being clinical enough 
in front of goal. Where, I mean, there, there were a number of chances in front of goal that, you know, earlier on in the season, and you know, I know we're only just into October, but earlier on, we were kind of free scoring and we're not now. And it, and it seems to have dried up a bit. And there was loads of chances uh, yeah, on a plate. I understand. I mean, there's at least five, six, you think, they, they should be goals. Mm-hmm. You know, so it could have been a, a six. If we'd score, the first, go back to the first half, if we'd scored, you know, those those, those two chances, let's say, well, Juranovic's shot that hits the bar and uh, McGregor's miss, we score them, we're 3-0 up. Yep. It's a different game. Mm-hmm. We're cruising. We would win by six or seven. You know, it, it, in a certain kind of funny way a game like today the fact that we won it it can be a good thing because it shows you where we're still vulnerable and what has to be improved upon yeah no yeah, you're so right because if we keep winning by a big margin and there's no pressure on the team you're not going to learn too much your deficiencies today, today, are massed learned a lot yeah you're yeah, right yeah. I mean there, there was a moment of skill by Kyogo who obviously opened the scoring um, it was a well worked goal and, and he got the final touch obviously but there was a bit of skill in the box where he's managed to get that ball uh, over and then there was a penalty shout but looking back that was not a penalty yeah. uh, brilliant bit of skill by Kyogo um, but again I sometimes I'm left wondering should he have scored more? There's there's a few occasions today that I'm thinking that it's, it, the word clinical would be trending on Celtic Twitter um, after a game like today or against uh, Real Madrid where if we were clinical enough we would have been ahead in the yeah. game. Um, and it starts, it starts to concern me a wee bit. I'm going to break away for a second. Daniel Mack, only one thing for it, give big Steve Clark the job. Um, the reason I'm bringing this up is because uh, we did on the socials put out an on this day and uh, we're not always going to go for the obvious ones but sometimes the, the quirkier moments in Celtic's history um, on a, a dull Thursday in 1986 and during the week there you'll, you'll remember this well uh, Ewan because of your, your age and, and when it happened 1986 uh, Stevie Clark was poised to sign for Celtic he was at St Mirren at the time uh, Celtic were offering 225 St Mirren wanted 375 so we're haggling over 150 grand and we know we didn't get the player. And it just shows you the difference in uh, the way we were approaching things back then. And also back then, it was a, it was a different game entirely because you know we were scratching about domestically for players to try and improve the team. And the other guys who were mentioned who we were trying to buy were uh, Joe McLaughlin at centre-half and, and Pat Nevin. See, now, I've, I've very fond memories of 86, that, that game at Love Street. Yes. <laughs> I, I wasn't there, but uh, it was... Uh... Fantastic day, that one. What age would you have been there? I was uh, 14 at that time. 14 in 1986. Uh, Love Street 86 in the rain. A vintage performance. And one of the players that played for Celtic may well be the guest who is going to join us at Gracie's in January. Uh, It is sold out. We had mentioned it a few times on the Axom Bulletin, on the Axom shows. And then when we announced it on social media, it sold out within six days. Now, there's a couple of things you can do. Um, You can still click on the link, which is under this video. And if you put in your email address, they are sent to us and we can get in touch either if a ticket becomes available or if you want a ticket for the February gig, because it looks as though these Axon nights are going to be pretty popular and we are going to do them um, month on month with a different guest every time. And I was saying to you and earlier, I've been very secretive about the concept and how the, the structure of the night works, but it isn't your typical night out audience with. Um, it's a bit different. I think that most people, I've seen a lot of the Celtic players doing the old Q&A on audience with, so there's a lot more interaction and 
you know what, it's it's quite laid back and it's going to be a, an excellent night. Uh, and I almost said the player's name there, but I think you, he's you almost... Said, you said it's a player from 86? A, a player from the 86 team, yeah. It's not Mo Johnson, is it? <laughs> we Mo, can you imagine? Can you imagine? I never announced it. And, and then I think there would be a few returns. I think there would be a few oh, returns. A riot there, I think. We did finally see the introduction of uh, Oliver Abildgar. We didn't have enough time to see him. But one of the subs I want to, to bring up, I want to speak about, um, is Haksabanovic. And, you know, he's a guy that uh, there's been a few cameos. I've never failed to be impressed by him, to be honest with you. I know that he's not had much game time. Yeah. He comes on kind of late in the day uh, today as well, this afternoon, and near the end, almost crafts a, a chance to, to get yeah, us that third goal. because at the time when he was, when he was, was like a minute, under a minute left, and I was screaming, just run it down to the corner flag, run it down to the corner flag, and then he cuts inside and then ends up having a, a great chance to score, which I bad somehow uh, missed the, the, the rebound. So it could have been three goals there. But let's let's be real. But I mean, today we didn't deserve to win by more than one goal. But yeah, but I mean, but he definitely looks like a player who can turn things around. Well, I'm I'm looking at that bench, and I know that Jungle Lion um, before the game had raised his concerns that we didn't have a striker like an out and out centre forward. You and on that bench, Aye. you know, a game changer. But I think and, and there's two players on that bench. Um, Abada. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio is a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Put in a category where on a day like today, and you need to change things up, they're the type of player you want to bring on that can maybe change the pace and the dynamic of the game. Mm-hmm. And I think that Abada as well, there's a whole question around whether or not he should be starting. And it came up earlier in one of the comments. What's your thoughts on this? Now, I know that Maeda is very high on Angie's list in terms of where he rates him, where he regards him as a player. He was a player he wanted to buy before, even before Kyogo came yeah. in. Um, and I know also that Liam, who contributes to the show and who's based in Japan, also raves about Maeda. But I think under the circumstances that we've seen recently, Abada hasn't done a great deal wrong, but he seems to be kicking his heels on the bench just now. Is it time to bring Abada back in? I know people will go back to the Real Madrid game, uh, where he started the game, 
he was a wee bit, I think, maybe overawed by the occasion. Yeah. He, he got an opportunity in the first half where I think against Motherwell or or any other uh, team in the Scottish League, he would have ran, he would have taken it in and he would have had a much better um, shot at goal. He seemed to panic a wee bit, but he's barely been seen since. Right. Is it Timmy bring him back? I think so. I, I think you, you can see the same with a bit uh, Jota in that game against Real Madrid. He didn't really turn up and have a good game. Uh, now, Mayuda is, is fantastic at what he does. The, the, the yards he covers, the, his running, it's, 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 that's that's his game. You know, the, the press and, and kind of being in people's heels. But it's technically not great. He's uh, it, not really set up much. And if he's not playing through the middle... His, his whole game is about pressing and uh, running about, you know, closing closing players down. Whereas with Abada, you, you get goals, you get assists. Uh, today, he had a couple of nice balls in when, when he came on. He had that chance at the very end, which he, he, did, he didn't score. But I, I, I just think Abada gives you more. He's got more... He'll get you goals far better than than uh, Mayuda will. So, yeah. yeah so, so on that point, I would definitely... I think, yeah, get him back in the team. We're going to bring in as many comments as we can in the last five minutes of the show. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. Uh, Ewan has been in the studio now uh, on five occasions, uh, four of them for games, and we've won all four, so keep coming back. Uh, but he is coming from Dunoon, which is uh, a fair old trek, and uh, he will be heading back to Dunoon tonight. So fair play. You were telling me a great story about Jerry Cinnamon earlier, but um, we'll come yeah. back to that. And <laughs> the lyrics to his song where he name-checks Danoon. Yep. And Ewan knows all about the origins of that, which is a great wee story. Trey Dickerson, CCV can't come back soon enough. I agree with you wholeheartedly. He's a player that, if you think back to the pre-season, we were talking about uh, you know, him and Jota. Uh, we even got into the discussions, as you do, uh, during a pre-season where there's no football to talk about. Who would you have if, if you could choose one of them? Um, and as much as I love Jota and his, his you know, flair and creativity, um, it seemed to be that most people were going for Carter Vickers. I think we all realise just how important he is to the team. And by the way, no disrespect to Jota, I think he's also vital to the way we play. And if he doesn't play, you know about it because we don't create as many chances. But yeah, absolutely. Let's hope that uh, Carter Vickers is back for Wednesday night. Doc Boy, all about the three points, time to regroup. I totally get that. And, um, you know, it's at that point that you look at the fact that Ange will be you know, seething that his game plan isn't being carried out, that the free-flowing, entertaining football yeah. that is his philosophy isn't being carried out. So we can be frustrated, you and sitting here watching it, but um, he, he will also be yeah. frustrated. Thankfully, it's three points we won. That's the big plus. But after that, yeah, a lot of things that are not right. To go from where we were before the St Mirren game, I mean, we were all buzzing. I mean, it was great. We were playing great football. We were competing in the Champions League. And then bang, St Mirren and then today. And it's like, wow, what's happened? We said St Mirren's a blip. But I think today showed there's maybe not a blip. Maybe there is something fundamentally wrong with a certain group of players. If if a few players are missing from the team, mm. mainly Carter Vickers, we look very uncomfortable. Very, probably Starfield too. I think those two guys... Or like last season showed they're a rock at the back. I know I know Starfelt made mistakes, you know, but he has poor mistakes, but generally speaking, them two, great understanding, great partnership they've, they've, they've built up. Really good at coming forward, setting the team, you know, getting the team going forward and on a roll. Mm -hmm. You can see Joe Hart feels much more comfortable with the, them two in, in front of him. Whereas it's no coincidence the two games when when, when they're not together. 
we're starting to question Joe Hart. Yeah, and the whole team, but yeah, you know the whole. Well, thing. you think about it. We do play. That's we all know. That's how we play. You you know you see Joe Hart. You know almost on half a lot of the time. But what will happen is everybody on that park will get used to the types of balls that Carter Vickers and Starfield have been playing. So they'll yeah. be making the space that they're used to me, yeah. you know, knowing that there's there's that understanding. And they could still be making the same runs and making the same space, but not getting the ball because you've got Welsh and Yentz there. So their distribution is going to be completely different. And I think it does show it's jarred the whole fluidity mm-hmm. of the team. And we can say that, you know, St Mirren, is it a European hangover? Or, you know, Motherwell, is it an international hangover? Because a lot of our players have travelled some distance. And yeah, you've got to take that into account as well. But I th- one thing I'm going to take away that's positive is in the past we've had managers Ewan, who, after a really poor performance or a bad result, haven't a clue what to do. <laughs> and, you know, their post-match interview shows that. Yeah, they, they haven't yeah, a clue yeah. how to sort it. <laughs> and I think we've got the confidence in Ange that um, he's watching, like us, frustratingly, um, he's, he's watching the game and thinking, you know, he knows how to sort it out. He knows but the players he'll, he'll are not know, performing. He'll, he'll know how to sort it out. Yeah. You know. I've got confidence in um, and Stevie Boy reckons Hatati was the man of the match and um, we've also got Lupi 33 Hatati was the best as well uh, listen maybe it was tongue in cheek I thought McGregor played pretty well but I'm giving him the man of the match for deciding to do what he did right. and taking that red card for the team Martin Kerr Celtic need a good holding hard midfielder is it Abiel Gard is he the man Perhaps I've not seen Hopefully, enough of him. We'll have to see him. Yeah, I think that's maybe why he's come in. And Mick doesn't think that a bad starting would have changed much in the game. It's almost as if we're, we're keeping him as a as almost like an impact sub. But you've got to look at you know since Abada came in, his performances have been excellent. You know, over the piece for a boy of his age, and eventually we'll stop saying for a boy of his age. Yeah, I don't know what age that will be. Twenty four, twenty five, maybe. Um, but he's been excellent, and I just think that uh, when you know he's he's, he's um, the player that's that's trying to vie for his position isn't so good. You, you start looking at Abada uh, in a different light, light as well. But again, if you're looking for a goal, he's he's someone who can make or score you a goal. And he's shown that uh, over a long period of time. What I would say also is that even after the sending off, you know, right, 88 minutes, Callum McGregor goes off. Um, and, you, and you know, because Ange goes up to him and, and gives him a wee pat in the back, he knows that the, the captain's taken one for the team. Yeah. Even after that, in the 93rd minute. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com slash internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Our defense is all over the place. All over the place. And... At that time, you are praying that somebody does a John Smith's and just puts their toe through it. Screaming, we were right? screaming at the... <laughs> and they're tip-tapping it on it. Eventually, we win a free kick. 
It's, it was proper hearts and mouth stuff. Yeah. Um, so let's hope, and, and I think we can say this with some confidence, that uh, Ange is as frustrated as us at this moment in time. No knee-jerk, quite a few poor performances, a poor team performance, but we come away with the three points. We're top of the league again, um, and we go into Wednesday. We'll be back on Monday for the bulletin. Um, if you enjoy what you do, you want to support the channel, you get involved in the live events, as I say, the audience will be a big, big part of it. Um, all I'm saying is you might end up sharing a stage with a, a Celtic legend, almost said his name there, um, in January. If you missed out this time, go into the link. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. And uh, give us your email address and we'll let you know about the next one. Or indeed, if other tickets become available, I can say with some confidence that when we announce on Monday who the guest is, you won't be sending your tickets back. He's a very funny guy um, and uh, very knowledgeable. And uh, I'm looking forward to being on a stage with him uh, at the same time as well. We've got a charity single coming out. And by the way, Ewan, I've not let you hear it yet. I'll let you hear it before you go. Um, Recorded by The Wakes. uh, Written by JJ Gilmer from The Silencers and Gary John Kane, who is the bass player and has been the bass player for 20 years with The Proclaimers. The song... Um, is outstanding we've got a mix of it it's not quite finished yet and we're going to get a few other voices on it um, and I think you'll love it and we're going to ask you to download it and that's going to be the charity weekend of this 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 year and we're going to have 24 hours of Axom uh, contributors and uh, so looking forward to that it's a, it's a change of direction this year but I'm sure you will enjoy it uh, we really enjoy the comments even though we disagree I think everybody knows that that wasn't vintage Celtic today but we look forward to Wednesday and hopefully uh, we can see a more vintage performance on Wednesday night I'll just ask you before you go Ewan would you be happy with a draw on Wednesday yeah yeah. I mean uh, I think especially after the last two games uh, we're obviously not flown a draw would be very nice to be honest because okay. uh, yeah. at the moment you were thinking they could score two, three against us the way we're uh, defending. <clears throat> so, a draw would be nice. Still hoping for, for the win, but yeah, a draw, a draw would be nice because I mean we're away in Germany, aren't we? First game, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, get a point and then bring them back to Celtic Park and, and, and then turn them over there. But still, chance for a win. You know, sometimes when you're not playing great, your, your expectancies go down. You know, of the team, mm-hmm. you can sometimes. Do something special. You get that performance that, yeah, yeah. that we've been missing, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, it could well be Frankie Boy, Johnny Ryan. And if it's not Frankie Boy in January, then I certainly will be asking Frank McAvenny to join us at some point in 2023 at Gracie's uh, because he is always good for a bit of crack as well. Um, always a pleasure. It's a Saturday afternoon. Go away and enjoy the rest of your weekend. All that's left for me to say, 100% record. Ewan Martin, thank you again for joining me. Thanks on a for Celtic having us again. State of Always a pleasure.
Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio is a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.